Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. What up, Dodgers Nation? D-Mac here. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at D-Mac underscore LA. The Dodgers made a signing, signing Tyler Sear. We're going to tell you what it means, if it's something, nothing, or everything. And should LA trade Blake trying to try to get under that CBT? We're going to talk about that. But first, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you really want to support the channel, smash that like button. And as always, I want your takes down below in the comment section. Do you think Tyler Sire will help this Dodgers team? Do you think that signing is something, nothing, or everything? And also, if you were the Dodgers, would you consider trading Blake Trinan? I want all your takes down below. And for all latest Dodgers news, head over to DodgersNation.com. So I know some of you might not think it's even worth firing up the signing siren, but we're going to do it anyway. A signing is a signing, and the Dodgers have signed right-handed reliever Tyler Sear. The deal was first reported by Robert Murray of Fansided, and then later Fabian Ardai of The Athletic tweeted that the deal does include a big league spring training invite. So he will be at Dodgers spring training. He's 30 years old. He's a right-handed pitcher. Last year, he pitched for the Phillies and the A's. He faces three batters for the Phillies at the big league level before he was DFA'd and then later he was claimed by the Oakland A's and in Oakland he did flash some potential he posted encouraging numbers had a 208 ERA in 13 innings of work with a very impressive 30.8 percent strikeout rate now the bugaboo for Sire for his career has been that 9.6 percent walk rate and it was the first time it was in single digits so the command has been the issue and like I always say if you want to be the man you have to have the command and you know the Dodgers have identified something in him maybe they could correct his release point correct his delivery and really just do some tweaks to his mechanics that would allow him to find the zone with more consistency but like I said his strikeout numbers have been impressive that four seam fastball last season he averaged 94.4 miles per hour on it threw it almost 50% of the time at a 47.3% clip and opponents hit just .059 against us they were hitting 59 off that four seam fastball and he also throws that change of 33.5% of the time and that cutter I think what they're going to do is they'll probably phase out that cutter because he threw that cutter almost 20% of the time but opponents were hitting 556 off of it so I'd like the Dodgers to possibly simplify his mix maybe you see him throw that slider if they can find a way to get him to throw that slider because if you had him throw that four seam slider and change up maybe he could be effective for the Dodgers so is this a something nothing or everything move I would say it's somewhere in between nothing and something because I think the Dodgers are looking for depth, especially at the AAA level. Guys that, hey, if someone goes down in their big league bullpen, they can just plug them in and have some success. So, yeah, you definitely need a guy that can strike guys out in his bats, and he has shown the ability to do that. Now, if you remember, he was in the Giants organization for quite some time. He was a 10th round pick by San Francisco back in 2015, but he wasn't able to make it through to the big league level, and then ultimately 
like we talked about earlier. He ended up with the Phillies, and then he ended up with the Oakland A's. So, yeah, this isn't a low-risk, high-reward move by the Dodgers. This is a no-risk move by the Dodgers. Really no risk to a minor league contract, a guy that you give a big league spring training invite to. But you see what he can do, and you see if the Dodgers can work their magic on him, and then you go from there. This is a perfect example of the Dodgers pulling up to the fast food restaurant, and they're shopping off that dollar menu, and they're saying, hey, maybe this will help things out if guys go down. Because you can never have enough pitchers, you can never have enough depth, and maybe the light turns on and things click for Sear with the Dodgers. What I want to know is what happened to the rest of his last name. It seems like someone was working on his last name, and they just gave up. They just quit. They're like, Sear, and that's it. I mean, look, I don't think he's going to win a Sear Young with the Dodgers, but I definitely think there is a chance if he gets an opportunity with the tutelage and the coaching within this organization that maybe, just maybe, he's able to contribute in some capacity. But before we get out of here, I want to talk real quickly about the idea of trading Blake Trinan. Now, why would the Dodgers trade Blake Trinan? Well, one, if they're trying to stay under that CBT, if they're trying to reset the tax, they're going to have to get under $233 million for the year with their payroll. And as it currently stands, they're close to $238 million. Now, if they do trade Blake Trinan, who signed a contract extension in May, they guaranteed him that 2023 team option that was at $8 million. It also came with a conditional option for 2024. That would take them close to $230 million. So that would give them a little $3 million cushion to try to stay under. Now, could they stay under at $230 million? It's still unlikely if they went and made trades during the season. Because if you go make trades during the season to address the need, maybe a starting pitcher, maybe another bat, well, you are most likely going to eclipse that $233 million mark. But if the Dodgers want to stay with the youth movement and go with what they have, it is possible, even with the incentives that other players are going to get. Yes, you if you have injuries during the season, you might have to call guys up and this and that. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. that will be making major league contracts. So it could be very close to the margins there, but theoretically trading Blake trying could help them achieve that goal. Now last season was a very interesting season for Blake trying to say the least. He made three appearances in April and then he was shut down with that shoulder discomfort and the team put him on the IL and they discovered he had a partial tear in his right shoulder capsule. And they found out that with the scarring, like it was that maybe he could avoid surgery. He opted to go the rehab route and the hope was that he could contribute at some point last season when he did return he made a few appearances and then went back on the IL with a lat injury and then he returned for the postseason and pitched in game two of the NLDS against the Padres and he gave up that crucial home run to Cronenworth so coming off that 2021 season where he had reestablished himself as one of the elite relievers in all of Major League Baseball last year if you look at his numbers he posted a 1-8 ERA a 3 
391 FIP, a .40 WHIP in five innings of work. So he pitches five innings in the regular season, three innings in April, two innings in September, and then one inning in the postseason where he gave that bomb to Cronenworth. Now, there is a chance that he could return at the end of the 2023 season and possibly provide the Dodgers bullpen with a boost in the postseason, but still that depends on his recovery, how well he responds. And if I'm the Dodgers, I'm not so sure I want to bank on injured players. I don't want to bank on Blake for the 2023 season, but maybe there is a team out there that says, hey, maybe Blake Trinan could come back and help us this year. And also in the 2024 season, when he has that $8 million club option, and you look at all the money the pitchers were making last offseason, Blake Trinan, even in his age 36 season, if he's right at $8 million, that's definitely a favorable contract. But the Dodgers couldn't just ship him away. They would have to include some prospects. And let's say there's a team out there that likes certain prospects in the Dodgers organization. Teams out there that want some of these prospects that have been developed by the Dodgers, that have been scouted by the Dodgers. Look, teams out there, they know that there's no one random in this Dodgers organization. You're a Dodger for a reason, and that reason is either A, the Dodgers think you could be a star for them. They think you can play at the big league level for them. You could be an asset for them. They can use you for depth. They can use you for a trade. So it's no secret out there that organizations around the league, they covet Dodgers players, Dodgers prospects. And if LA wanted to, they could attach those prospects with Blake Trinan to get a deal done to try to give them some financial relief and try to stay under that $233 million CBT. And look what the Dodgers did back in 2018 when they shipped off Yasiel Puig and Farmer and Alex Wood they, to the Cincinnati Reds and they took on Homer Bailey's contract. Well, why were they doing that? Because they were essentially buying prospects with Josiah Gray and Jeter Downs. What did they do with those two prospects? Well, Jeter Downs was included in the Mookie Betts trade and Josiah Gray, he was developed into being the Dodgers' top pitching prospect and they shipped him along with Caber Ruiz, their number one and number two prospects, to the Washington Nationals in exchange for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. So teams out there can get a deal like this done, but at the end of the day, I think it's so close at that point that probably the Dodgers won't go that route. You'd probably have to move some more pieces to really give yourself a significant enough cushion to stay under that $233 million mark. And Blake Trina is a guy who we saw. He was fireman Blake back in 2021, the Dodgers' best high leverage reliever. And at $8 million next season, he can absolutely help this team. But if the Dodgers want to move him, it is an option. And I'd consider it if it means trading away a guy that you could maybe replace with some more win now pieces or if it helps you in free agency next offseason. If there's any way this helps you go after Shohei Otani or any of the names available and you're absolutely hell-bent on staying under, maybe this is an option that you consider because let's be honest, after the Trevor Bauer situation, if the Dodgers were to cut salary by shedding guys like Chris Taylor or Max Muncy, guys that could help this team this year, that would not look good from an optics standpoint. And look, financially, we know the Dodgers have deep pockets. They just paid $32.4 million in luxury tax for their 2022 payroll. So it's really not about that like we talked about in episode last week. It's about, yes, trying to save money. And what I always say, how do rich people stay rich? They live like they're broke. And the Dodgers, they're smart like that. But also, you want to maintain as many draft picks as you possibly can and put yourself in the best position to sign guys. So we'll see what the Dodgers do. But I don't think they're going to trade Blake Trinan. But if there was one guy that you were going to move that's not going to be able to help the team and have a major impact this season, he would be that guy. But let me know down below in the comments section, would you trade 
Blake Trinan if you were the Dodgers. Is the signing of Tyler Sears something, nothing, or everything? Let me know down below. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. For all latest Dodgers news and rumors, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and if you want to see us post even more Dodgers content, smash that like button. And as always, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. 